This episode was recorded prior to our name change. We are now officially called The Mike Line Show. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else to subscribe. Yo, what up, what up? For Hypebeast Radio, this is Manny and this is Soundcheck, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artists and major players in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered and you never know who may pop by. For the newest episode, we talk to Cranium, the Jamaican-born U.S.-raised reggae artist who discusses making dancehall music based out in New York City, cultural appropriation, and so much more. Welcome to Soundcheck. For sound check season two, um, we have a special guest, uh, one of my favorite artists right now. Yeah, um, I'll let him introduce himself. I like that cranium is in the building. Nice, nice. Holding the vibe, you know what I mean. Um, now I remember, I of course everyone know you from 2013 when you dropped the the song. Um, Nobody has to know. Yes, yeah. that went everywhere. Yeah, around the world. But tell me about your beginning. Of how did you start making music? Um. I feel like every kid who's from the Caribbean has no choice but to be in church on Sundays mm. or Saturdays. So I start developing the skills of being an artist in church, 100%. And then um, I was limited to listening to other music because I grew up in a very Christian home. Mm-hmm. So when I got the chance to go outside with friends and go to school, that's when everything done and me like yo i really love this you know and i really can do this and i really started young i'm gonna be honest with you i think i write my first record when i was like 11 12 year old oh wow but obviously i couldn't go to like a proper studio stuff like that as i said i was limited but then when i migrated to the states i was more free more open you know what i mean and i just start linking up with other friends that's here and just start singing left from new york went to florida Mm. We are linked up with my uncle who is a veteran in dance and music. His name is Screwdriver. Mm-hmm. He had a couple hits back in the days. And I respect that man to the ground because he was one of the first persons to tell me that music is going to transition from being a deep lyricist to being storyteller and just, and just melodies. Mm. So when you listen to a cranium record, all you hear is just basically melody. Mm. and just story i'm not the best lyricist in the world but i could tell you a dope story mm. so that's when i developed the skill i would say 100 percent at 15 year old i was ready to go to the studio getting recording and start putting out music mm. and two years down the line after school i was in queens new york going to parties every night you know what i mean promoting my record like anybody else mm-hmm. but i feel like the determination that i have and the skills that I had, I think I was a little bit advanced than everybody. Not, not in a bad way, but in an honest way where everybody should be like, yo, somebody is just different. Mm. I don't know. I think that like, you could be that one from New York to break. You know, it's very hard as a dancer artist to break from the state. It doesn't happen. It ha- I think it happened like 20 years back. Yeah. So I'm like the new kid for the generation who became one of the first to come hit in dance and music overseas. So as time goes by, I just kept all in the faith, I had doubts, you know what I mean? Because it was very hard to convince DJs to play me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's natural, you know what I mean? I feel like I've learned and humble enough to learn that nobody's obligated to you, you know what I mean? You have to make yourself a priority to them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was finding the right records, 
getting girls to really like me, you know what I mean? Giving them CDs and stuff like that. And eventually, we find the right record because I boil along to a hit song. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I've learned that nobody cares about an artist, but everybody cares about a hit song. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it is. And I found the song and nobody else you know, was introduced to the world. And then me and the whole team, like everybody who was involved, they did everything that they, they could possibly do to get the record and the level that it got to. And it took a lot of time, mm. to be honest with you, but I've learned that nothing beats time and um, nothing beats persistence. And I was very persistent and I listened. That was the very important where when the record was blowing up, I didn't move on to a different record. I just felt like this record is bigger than just what it is. I feel like it could be much further. So mm. I stuck to the one song. Everybody was like, yeah. It's going to be a one-hit wonder because after one year, remember it took us like two and a half years to break that record. Mm-hmm. So after like the, the first year, everybody's like, yeah, man, he's not going to find the next song. One-hit wonder is not going to go. But I hold the faith and I, and I trusted the team and that was the most important thing. You know, I trust everybody that was around me who was really a part of it rather than the money of it or rather than what's coming off of it than what I'm going to gain in the long run. So I feel like everybody who was on the team have more to do with that record breaking than even me mm. to be honest with you and you said it took two years two and a half years wow the song came out 2013 we got rid of 2015. that's persistence like yeah did you ever doubt there's just like this i know this record is it but 100 percent. but it was weird though but what makes it what what made it possible where i didn't lose faith was that the song was touching each place at a different time. Mm. So for example, the song was the biggest song in New York, but it was just getting outside of New York to Jersey. Mm. Then when it got to Jersey, we hear like, yo, it's running Kennedy Cut. And then you were like, yo, it's the biggest song in Guyana. And then you hear, yo, Trinidad, it have mash up Trinidad. Then you're like, yo, right now the song is the biggest song in Europe. You know what I mean? Then it's just like it hit each places each time, like a time mm. period. There was and, and that was one thing. It, it was never bubbling everywhere at once mm. everywhere had its time and then when the song got on radio it make a big difference because it comes right back yeah you know what i mean so at one point nobody knew the song in in in, in um i remember clearly the west coast never knew the record yeah, you know what i mean but it was one of the biggest songs in toronto mm. you get what i'm trying to say yeah. and then it moves from toronto where it got its time in toronto then it became a big song in England, mm-hmm. for example. You know what I mean? So I had the patience because I saw the potential of what it was doing. And as I said, it wasn't even about the money. We was doing free shows. Mm. I had the biggest song in dancehall at the time, still doing free shows because I believe that if I do these shows, it's going to give me the opportunity to make sure there's the right people for them to see the effect of the song, to even try the song on radio. So. I put in the work for that record. And mm. that's why I feel like everything that I have now, I deserve it. Because mm. I took the beating of fans' criticism of saying that there is one song and stuff like that. And they wanted one that argument for a while and pulled through. And it paid off in the end because I'm here four years after yeah. with bigger records and still doing exactly. good. You know? Yeah. Um, tell me about, like, um, it's interesting that you pointed out that since you you are from um you're born in the west indies yeah Jamaica. but you i guess grew up in up here yeah it's difficult for i guess a, a dance hall regular artists to break yeah. out from up here and mm-hmm. then to to our work is there is there like i guess um is it like people especially in the, in the caribbean are they like oh no he's from New yeah York? i think at, at it's actually close to impossible i would say that that's mm. that's how hard it is because even me 
I used to remember everybody like, you need to go back to Jamaica, brother, and start promoting the song. But it wasn't about me not going back to Jamaica. It was about what about kids mm. who come to the state without a choice, with a talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going back somewhere that you already don't have enough outlet to actually get you where you need to be because you're so accustomed to where you are now with other people that, you know what I mean, you mm. move along with to go back and like start from scratch and do everything you know what i mean i felt like music travels through a speaker box mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i just felt like if i'd stay focused and just follow what my mind tell me to do i don't think we can miss and i stayed and i do exactly what everybody want everybody leave from an island I leave from outside of their country to come to America for a better life mm -hmm. and better opportunity. So I realized that that's what I was here for. My mother moved from Jamaica because she wanted the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I got the opportunity to be here. So I'm going to use this New York City jungle as my outlet to let the world know that you can stay wherever you are and become an artist and be very impactful. Yeah. And now you have artists now that is breaking from the States, like who's celebrity, you have Duffy Magnum, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it still came from me just putting in the work as a dancer, artist representing dance and music. I never switch, I never change, I just exactly. stay true, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like for the thing with the music industry is that they're very much set in their ways with things. I guess now it's shifting, but like, it's always been like, if it's a dancehall, um, reggae, soca artists, they need to come from the islands and then yeah. it breaks in the States, or you were the vice versa. Yeah. You made a music in the States, and it should be, easier for you not easier but like people like djs should have been on you first yeah but the thing is like dance and music in america always been since i've been here is always been a flavor mm. not a priority mm. you understand so a dj normally plays what somebody tells him is going on back home type of vibe you yeah, understand what I'm trying to say? So when a man asks, Yo, which song is going on good now? He's going to tell you the records that's doing good back in Jamaica, mm. which is right. Mm -hmm. You understand? But in this case, it was that the song was so good to the point that even them was like, Yo, who's this youth? Which song is this? The song you're bad. Like, you can't go around this song. The song is so dope. Mm -hmm. You know? So I feel like it's not saying that it's easier to, it should be easier here. It's more of, who is walking these records to these DJs? Mm. And I feel like we had the right approach of bringing the records to the DJ. Like, yo, this is what we're listening to right now in Queens. That's why it took us two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Because the record hit certain, as I said, hit certain places first. But when it got real hot outside of New York, that's when it started becoming very serious. Mm. Like, yo, this really spread out of New York. Because you have to get it in the city first. Yeah. You understand, but to make them believe it now, it has to be like, yo, you know this song named Crane, nobody ever know. Yeah, man, I will sing it. Where I'm from, never call you back. Mm. And that's what it used to be. Like, I remember people say, like, yo, I call my cousin and say, yo, my boss in, like, boss in Jamaica, me, like, you make it. I'm like, yo, mm. finally find a hit song. He said, what is the song name? I'll be like, yo, name nobody ever know. He said, I'm call you back. I hang up him phone. I guess him calling for you. You know what song name nobody ever know? Them come back and say, brother, nobody don't know it, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I was like, yo, it's a wake up call. I'm like, yo, do you know? I remember telling, I think I, think I called P once. I'm like, yo, this song no boss of Jamaica yet, or no boss in the island yet. And then like, this guy, funny enough, yeah. 
this is when I really take it serious. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. I remember playing as there. I went to do an interview in Jersey mm. with a DJ named Banky Hype, and there was this promoter guy from Guyana who was in the building. Yeah. I when I walk in, I never forget this day. And he's like, "Yo, are you named Cranium?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Brother, <laughs> what your name?" I said, "Cranium." I said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Brother, you have the biggest song." right now in Guyana. Everybody's trying to find out who sings that song. Wow. And then Egyptian. Yeah. I was in Ricky Blaze's studio and I was doing a dub and Egyptian was sitting in a chair and I walked in the studio and I think Ricky was like, yo, Cranium, um, let me do that dub fast because Egyptian one voice. And Egyptian said, well, on, where your name? I said, Cranium. And man, I said, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean? Man said, yo, are you singing a song called nobody else, you know? I said, yeah. Man, I said, for real? I said, yeah. I said, yo, give me a show. I said, what do you mean? I said, yo, let me get a show. It's like, yo, right now, you're singing the biggest song of England. And Egyptian wow. used to be, the, this Egyptian used to say, yo, you might the bird. we fly out. Yeah. Hear, the, hear what's going on and come. He used to tell me, yo, brother, I'm in Europe right now. This song, it gone. You know what I mean? And then that's when it started to become reality now. Then we see it start coming and then everybody started, yo, who sing this song? And then yeah. it started from me. But it was very shocking to people because I wasn't there on the ground. That's why it was so hard at the time to get the face behind the record mm-hmm. because we were so focused on getting this record and breaking that some some parts some things that we were supposed to do earlier we never have a chance to do because we were so focused on just getting the the, the mass onto the record mm. but i love that song it changed my life and not only that it teach me a lot mm. and i get i gain friend from it and i lose friend from it because the song went up down so when he sang it down the girls i have when it went up leave me and gone then it went back up again. I'm get some new girlfriend and old friend. I'm trying to come back. I'm like, eh, gotta go with you. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so the song like the song really give me a train up. Like the song give me a personality. Nice, hundred percent. Um, you said you grew up in the church. What type of music, um, gospel you listen to? Hundred percent. Was it because uh, um, I'm not so my background Nigerian. So yeah, I, so when I in church sometimes the gospel be like I listen to gospel music. I'm like, yeah, I did listen to like. Um, American gospel yeah. music, but then also listen to like Nigerian gospel music. So yeah, did you listen to like gospel music from the Caribbean? Yeah, funny enough, I remember one time gospel was running dancehall mm. music, like running like the big top five song them was like gospel song. Because the thing with Jamaica that I love, and I always say this, that's why Jamaica is one place that is so influential across the world. Mm-hmm. You can have a country song. Once it hit in Jamaica, they don't care. You're gonna hear it in dance, like they will incorporate it in dance. Mm. So they listen to gospel, country, Latin, whatever it is. They are very musical. You understand? So at one point, you have like six, seven artists, gospel artists, around dance. Like mm. you got dance and is gospel playing in dance? You know. Mm-hmm. Then after we go wind up on girls, but in at the beginning, you know, say <laughs> and and it's still it's a part of the culture. You have before big shows you used to keep. A man used to come and pray before the show start. Mm-hmm. They used to have a man that goes on stage and pray before yeah. the show. So gospel was a major thing and still a major thing. And let's be realistic. If you have any grandmother in Jamaica, yeah. just know say once gospel music turn on, you know say the house is gonna start get sweep. Once you hear gospel music, you know, the kids not like that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's time for clean the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> Once my grandmother start tie fear, once you tie her head and start in the name of Jesus, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> you wiping down everything until it start it's a whole album. You know what I'm saying? It was fun. that's low key yeah. true because I have a bunch of friends from Jamaica and they not been not to remember when their mother or grandmother or parent played uh, gospel Jamaican yeah, music. So like, oh yeah, yeah man, beating too. If you don't, yeah, cleaner cooking. Five o'clock in the morning, you know, not, yeah. not like six o'clock in you know, the about five o'clock in you know, there because you have to clean five to six, and then you have to get ready. You have to go get whatever you be spending Spanish by your in the island. I used to be in the countryside, yeah. So you have to go get a bucket of water from six to seven. Mm. Come back and shower, and then you have to go back and get water for them for shower, and mm. then eight o'clock. You know, your face is full of oil because you know your grandmother oil you down. You know, <laughs> you're shiny going to church by 9.30 at Sunday school early. Yeah, so that's one thing about Jamaica where it's as, as far as music is concerned. It's one of the only places that you go to your bed to music and wake up to music because dance starts in Jamaica at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, so, yes. Yeah. Um, you spoke, uh, I want to speak on the influence, influence of Jamaica because it's huge. It you see it everywhere. And then now dance hall, reggae, and um, Afrobeat now yeah. are huge right now. And Latin music, yeah. And Latin music, international. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so did, was this something that you saw coming? Was this something that you're like, look, because I remember early, was it? Mid two thousand, early mid two thousands was when like it was a big influx of just regular yeah. artists. We got like Sean Paul, um, Beanie Man, yeah. even like artists like Buju was making this making music over here and stuff like that. Vibes, yeah. around that time. So now I feel like it's another influx of where there's now it's not just longer charting on the reggae reggae charts. It's charting on like the main. Yeah, because music, not music, the world itself. It's a cycle. Mm. You have to catch it while it comes. Because our ears, our ears, it get accustomed to sound and then it reset itself naturally. Mm. So you remember 2000 was reggae music running the place. Mm-hmm. They remember at one point you had Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, you had um, Taylor Swift. It was pop music was running the place. Mm-hmm. Remember one time hip hop music wasn't so mainstream mm-hmm. but chart in like literally like Migos right now can do half time at the Super Bowl. A hundred percent because everybody know the record. It wasn't like that five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So now you realize uh, that's a pattern switch. So pop music is not as dominant as it used to be. It's still there, but it's not like what is going on now. Like mm-hmm. a panda now. Back then, a panda wouldn't get through the gate like that. Yeah. So 2000 was reggae. Mm-hmm. Then you have the, 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 the pop music in the middle. Hip-hop mm-hmm. was there, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When the 50 Cent, them and that, then pop music become dominant. Now, it's the Drake, the Migos, the 21 Savage, and these are the artists that are being influential mm-hmm. in getting a shoes sell, a shirt, the swag, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the look. Everybody want to look like them. Everybody want to act like them because they are the new influential people now. Mm-hmm. So now it comes now where world music is where people hear that. Like, okay, yeah. reggae is cool. Afrobeat is dope. One of the biggest streaming artists in the world is a, is a Latin after Drake. is mm-hmm. J Balvin. Mm-hmm. He might not even speak English. But the melody of the record, they are so dope. Mm-hmm. So now we're going through a phase where it's universal music. Who knows in the next five years what happened? 
Afrobeat is killing the game right now. Mm. There was no Afrobeat before. Yeah. So it's a whole cycle. So we as artists who is a part of everything now is just to capitalize on it. You know what I mean? And hopefully we stay around for when the cycle goes back. Yeah. And, and we see it. You know what I mean? So And, and then people are are artists like who are use dance now because EDM EDM dance I felt that they derive from reggae from reggae dance, yeah. and so it looks like they're coming back yeah. like let's get this like mm. the, get the drums in the here. yeah yeah let's get the drums back let's get mm. artists now yeah from um like yourself like I heard the record you did with Major Lazer yeah just dropped fire record yeah it's the new one that just dropped is doing amazing already and it just came out like what a couple of days like five six days and it's like added done so much playlist because as I said, this is where the music is now, the sound of world music. You know what I mean? I like I like people like different stuff, but the problem with music is not that they're not good music. It's just that a lot of people who are in the position to help the music are scared to try it. Mm. You know what I mean? There's not enough leaders, there's too much followers yeah. to introduce it. Because I feel like if you try a record for a week, you're gonna get a response. hundred mm. percent. We don't like it. Mm, it's forced. You know record that's forced. You mm. hear a record like 20 times and you still don't like it until the 30th time. <laughs> we, we know those records, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then there's records where you hear one time and be like, yo, you don't even care who it is. They're like, yo, who sing the song? Mm -hmm. You go out. You remember, you remember you, you, days when you hear records on the radio, you go out. Hell, to, find the record. Try to find it, You yeah. can't even sleep if you ask me, like, who sing the song? And we can't find who sing it. Like, it possibly brain, like, we walk up and down to find it. No, that's what's really happening in music, man. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I really love it because, as I said, like music needs to be diverse. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that every artist who is creative get their full justice off of each record. Yeah. And all I can do is just try to make the best record that I can and be a part of what's going on and not be self-centered. You mm -hmm. know, I'm willing to try everything. If a Latin man send me a song, I just need to know what the hook is saying. Mm -hmm. She loves me now. All right, I give you a verse. She likes me too. I will keep it moving because <laughs> nice. you know, because music become a, all right. Music is a pot. No, it's all a soup with just a hot spice in it. Mm. That's all it is. You put little Latin sound. You put little reggae sound. You put little Afrobeat sound. You put little pop sound. Little hip hop sound. And it's all a, it's a soup going on. Everybody cook soup. Mm. That's it. The music is all a soup right now. Um, from an artist standpoint, do you get um, apprehensive when, let's say, someone that you never thought was making music like dancehall hits you up and like, hey, can you, can you want to work with this? Or when you see something, just like, why is this ex-pop artist making this dancehall dance record? No, I don't really. It doesn't bother me. Mm. Because I feel like we as people, sometimes we take things too hard. Mm. An artist's job is to be artistic. So if you feel like you want to create a dance record, at least find a reliable source that you know of or somebody recommend you to that is really reggae or dancehall, and you work with them so they could direct in the right way. I don't like I don't like the bearing down part. You don't have to do it yourself. You can get help. Mm. It's a small, the world is small now. We have, we, have, we have Instagram and Snapchat and all these things. So all you have to do is find the top five or top six where people talk to you about. And you're not stupid if you're a musician, a real musician, your ears will tell you who you feel like your sound will work with best. But don't try to listen to a cranium record 
mm. and go in the studio with your friends that don't know nothing about regular dancehall music and creator dancehall because mm. you offend me now. I'm going to take that very personal. But if you come into the culture and be like, yo, let me link a, anybody, a Dan Canyoli, a Steve McGregor, Ricky Blaze, a LMR, whoever it is, and create a record. We're going to accept it. We can't accept it because we know, say, you really get the help that you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing a hip hop record right now, when I say, yo, I'm, yo, I'm one DJ upon a hip hop beat, I jump at it. I'm going to try to find the best hip hop producer. I'll check, go, go check out even down south or, you know what I mean, boy, I wonder whoever it is that I know that has the right sound for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make me and my friend and build it because it can't come off the sound. Mm-hmm. It can't come off real because music is what you feel is you. Right? Yeah. But you still have to get help from who's actually doing it for it to not to sound water done. Because you're not stupid. Your ears can tell you when a man like this is this is trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is this is garbage. Yeah. I hear I hear records already as garbage, pure yeah. garbage. And it's out what hurt you know is that you making dancehall music and we're making dancehall music. But you're trying to tell us the reason why our music is not working. Is because of this and that and that, but yet you're still playing the next dancehall record mm. from somebody that's that's not dancehall. Mm. You get what I'm saying? It doesn't make. Sometimes it always puzzles me, like how that makes sense. Like, yo, dancehall doesn't do good on radio. Better work, work, work is dancehall, better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it too late to say so? What you think? What the beat is? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shape of you. When I did the remix, when Ed called me to do the yeah. remix of Shape of You. When I hear that, I know that was dancehall in friends, 100%. That's why I respect Head. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't go with a remix one of his big friend guys. He went for somebody who was like, yo, Cranium will kill this. Make a link, Cranium. And that was Ed Sheeran, and he reached out to me. I, know, I love the record. I jumped on the record. The record did amazing for me. Mm-hmm. And him. You get what I'm trying to say? So yeah. I feel like that is the only problem that I have about the question you asked. I just feel like if you're going to do a dancer record, 100%, but get help do from right. somebody who's know them thing. Yeah. yeah. Who's in your Mount Rushmore for in dance hall? Like, who's like, okay, these are the four to five pillars of dance hall music? That's a big question. Yeah, I know. I know. Because the other thing with me, I don't really have favorite artists. Mm. I have favorite songs. Mm. Okay. Let's, I guess Makes sense. Was like some crucial songs and that dance hall me? That, uh, that that's influential in you or in dance hall in general. All right, the, because of the changes in the record, Bears Aman Rockaway. Remember the song you used to make you rock away. There's so much changes in that record that I feel like is a very well produced song and amazing lyrics. Mm. Um, I love Dennis Brown. I love Richie Spice. Mm. Because there's certain record. Brown skin, girl, I wanna lock in, rock in my arms and thing. Just, just the, 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 the tone and like the switching of his tone. So and then and I'm, I'm, I'm weird, because I like Richie Spice music mm-hmm. because of his intros. He just have some little dope intros. Mm-hmm. Then burst a man kill you with changes mm-hmm. in certain songs. You know what I mean? So. It's hard for me to be, really say, as I said, the artist, I just have songs like, as I said, like Rakaoui, I love it. I love Richie Spice, um, Brown Skin. I like Sizzler, you know what I mean? Solid as a rock. Because mm-hmm. of the jump pattern, 
um, as far as dancehall, dancehall, I like showtime rhythm. I like shabarang, stingaling, aling because it's just different. Stingaling, aling, you know, it's yeah. like he didn't try to tingling, aling, skill well is ring. But you know, what I mean, it's just like raw patois, raw dancehall language mm. competing with mainstream America. Mm that time so there are certain songs that play a very valuable role in my life mm. you know what i mean and i feel like well, i love when you ask a question because a lot of artists who comes in the game feel pressured by somebody outside of the culture asking them a question who their favorite artist is and they're afraid to say that certain artist that you would think is their favorite artist is not your favorite artist mm. you, you get what i'm trying to say because not because a person is a legend i have to like him 100%. you get what i'm trying to say i don't like your songs i like like two songs you have yeah even though you're like the pinnacle or yeah, as you said, the pinnacle, oh, I'm a pinnacle star. There's artists who's at the pinnacle that I think is really dope, but there's only like two songs I like from them, mm. type of vibe, yeah. Mm. Nice. Um, what's that? Oh, I seen the suite that you put out, and I thought it was really interesting. You, you said Africa, West Indies, America, I'm the link. I'm the link. Uh, why, why, why tweet that, and then <laughs> I start from there? Because I feel like right now, as far as dance is concerned, I feel like, I put myself in the perfect situation where if you want the link, just link me. Like anybody you need, you can ask me because I am not going to withhold mm. information. I am not going to be scared to tell you that right now. Alkaline, to me, is one of the talentedest dancer artists out. That's DJ and as a dancer artist. Mm. That's not singing, more of a DJ. Mm. And I tell you that Massacre is, is the baddest thing. Our Chevron is one of the best singers. A lot of us sometimes, the reason why the music doesn't reach further is because we're afraid to pass on the link to somebody else. Mm. If you send me a record and I like the record and I vice it and you say, yo, I don't like your verse, who is the thing I should use? I am not going to be afraid to tell you, say, yo, try Massacre. Mm. Try Thai and then, you know what I mean? Which female artist I want? Try Spice try conscience mm. you know what i mean so when i say i'm the link i mean like don't be afraid to ask me for whatever you want and if you're in jamaica and you want to link up with an afro artist link me i'm cool with whiskey i'm cool with techno i'm cool with davido i'm cool with all of them mm. we don't have to see each other to talk every day i just know how to get to them so whatever the link is what you want if you feel like you are here a dope song with cranium and tired last time you would love to do a song with ty link me send mm. me the song all I can do is call and say, Ty, you have an artist in Jamaica. He mm. sent me a song. I think it's dope. Listen to it. I don't scare to share my link. Nice. So that's where I'm at. Because I want to see dancehall bigger than weight. Is. And dancehall is huge. But I feel like over the years, nobody took the chance to really expand it in the sense of being open for everybody. You don't have to take everything for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't feel like you all information make it any difference because I've been in the game for four years consecutive and I feel like I'm in a good position because I've been honest to myself and honest to the music and all. And that's where I've passed on a link before. Yeah. yeah. I'm just one of the questions I've been wanting to ask that um what is your if you can give a definition on the difference between reggae, dancehall and Afrobeat, what would what do you think what was the difference between There's not much difference. Mm. There's not, there's not really much different. The only thing I would say to everybody is that dancehall and Afrobeat is like brothers and sisters. Mm. And that's what it is. I don't want nobody really 
trying to separate the two mm. to create a vibe like yo dancehall better than Afrobeat better than dancehall that's one thing that on my side i will never ever make happen in any room that i'm in or uh, any question i'm gonna say yo you, you, you don't think dancehall is you, you, you do you think dancehall is better than Afrobeat? or do you think Afrobeat is better than dancehall you cannot ask me that question mm. if somebody to ask me that if you go to me say so we are brothers and sisters and we have been we've been a strong um influence in a lot of song that's going on now mm. and i just feel like for us to keep it and protect it that way we have to protect each other and, mm. and a whole to make sure that when certain things are thrown out by outsiders of the culture itself mm. they don't look at us like we're hooligans and fighting against each other mm. it's just more like we are brothers and sisters and that's what it is and there's not much of a difference but you can tell of the accent, I think. Accent. <laughs> Once you hear the accent, you know, so that's Swine, the big difference. Yeah. And everybody have their own style. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all have our own style. But the beat is similar to beat. Mm-hmm. But but if you know a dancehall, you can tell the difference in the sense of like the way they approach the beat. Mm-hmm. And the accent have a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Because mm-hmm. I can go on a dance, I can go on an Afrobeat right now and sing a dancehall song. And you would be like, yo, that's dancehall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if an Afrobeat artist come and be himself on a dancehall beat, you're going to say it's dancehall, but you're going to know it's like, okay, his accent is a little bit different. But mm-hmm. that's all it is. I think it's just an accent different. And some some beats are different, of course, but brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah. And so um, tell me about like um, the new project and then like the, the inspirational message behind it. Well, the new project is really about my life. I try to make it be very personal. Mm. Because Rumors, the first project I dropped in 2015, was very personal. And that's why I feel like people really took on to that. And um, this project is mostly about sex. Mm. Because that's what me like. So I like to sing about things that I love. Mm. You understand? So I go on the road and I have fun. So the project is called Hotel because i spend most of my life in hotels mm. and there's a lot of things if was could attack there would be a lot of stories that we tell so i just wanted to use this project to experience my life i have a record and it called settle down my mother is telling me yo you need to calm down right now me and me too much different girls we need to have we need to see one girl now you get older like settle down <laughs> then i have a record where i'm talking about things that happen in a hotel then i have a record where i used to love this girl then i then i'm like I don't have time for that. I have an ex girl. You know what I mean? Then I have time when I'm like making love. Then I have time when I just wanna fuck. So it's like mm. the album is very it's it's like a soap opera part two mm. from rumors. Cause rumors was like a soap opera also, but it's like a soap opera part two. But I make everything based off my life on the road on mm. tour. So it's called Hotel. I have to ask story. Yeah. Um any story you they sticks out to you while on the road? What yeah. A hundred percent. I've um there's been good stories. There's been some wonderful stories. I've i have some some nice I am enjoying my life, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm enjoying my life. On the road. Um I've seen some beautiful people. Mm-hmm. I've seen um I've done some stuff where I wish I could relive those nights. Um, fans, I love them. Mm-hmm. I even have a song called Lucky Fan. Yeah. 
I think the album will explain it more. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 kind, I'm singlish still, you know. Yeah. Singlish. So I won't get in trouble for saying anything I don't want to say. So, yeah. but I think like the album, people gonna say, yo, yo, this guy is crazy. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I say some things that I feel like a lot of people would never ever say. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so, last question is: um, If you would give advice to an aspiring dancehall artist, um, what advice would you give them? If I could give advice to anybody, um, I have like three. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. One: Don't be pressured into trying to find an image. Mm -hmm. Let it come natural. A lot of people try to force things. So don't let nobody come make you up. I think you need a little thing this uh, I think you need no. Yes. Can give your opinion on what it is. You understand? Mm -hmm. But make sure you be yourself. Don't lose yourself in that. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people lost themselves and regret it. So don't be forced on to take on an image that doesn't sit well with your art. Mm -hmm. Secondly, don't you ever burn bridges. Never in your life burn bridges. Because I've done things that I didn't really burn bridges. It was more like I got frustrated and upset because I didn't understand it. Mm. And then I have to go back and apologize and not everybody accept apology. Mm. And thirdly, I always remember the most important thing. This is the most important one. Number one, nobody on earth owes you any obligation so if a dj no play a record don't say you're done with him or f him or you don't want to link on a friendship from them because they never play a record when you get on you start talking about you never want to play a record mm. because you're not beneficial to me i used to be upset i used to send people records back in the days to mm. vice me okay there's four producers that I would never ever call a name. Mm -hmm. But there's four producers that when I was coming out, I sent my vocal and their rhythm. You know, Jamaica, mm -hmm. they do beat to like six, seven artists on it. Yeah. And there's four times four producers dropped a beat with every artist and leave my song after beat. Mm. And when I get my hit song, they never reach out to me because they feel really bad that. They left me off the beat, so I won't record. First of all, I do not fight chemistry. Mm. You cannot beat chemistry. You will never know where your next hit song is from. So I always say in interviews, like, whatever producer that like me as an artist that try to reach out to work with me, no, because I didn't, because you dropped me off of your beat back then, so you feel like I wouldn't work with you now. Absolutely not. Mm. That's not factual truth. If you send me the beat and I like it, I'm gonna record mm. because you wasn't. I wasn't obligated to you, and I wasn't beneficial to you. You understand? Mm. So artists just need to know that nobody is doing nothing for you if they are not beneficial to you. You have to make yourself beneficial. Mm. So start small and go big. I remember when nobody you know, came out for me to become big. None of the big DJ was playing cranium. What I had to do? Advise the dubs for all of the. You call they call them sprats, you know, fish. They call them small sprats. Yeah. Sprats and then all the sharks jump on because why? The sprats are having fun out there, so the shark has to heat too. Mm. So just always remember the most important thing, I swear to you, do not 
think nobody owes you obligation. Just work your way up to be very valuable to them, and the rest gonna be you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the, the benefit of that. So, just lastly, do not, <laughs> and yeah. it's very important because I've seen it. Nice. You know, feel like nobody owes an obligation. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. this I really appreciate it. It's a great, great talk. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>